Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Cinema's Soft Underbelly. I'm your host, Eugene Weaver. And if you're listening, then you know that uh, this show is all about horror movies, exploitation movies, the weird, the bizarre, the little scene, the newly discovered, um, just the gems in the rough. That's what I'm here to talk about. So, uh, happy Halloween. Today is Halloween, one of my favorite holidays. I... I love Halloween. I love that it's a time where you watch as many scary movies as you possibly can. Um, the uh, movies that I'm going to be talking about today, uh, being as I already covered the the Halloween series more or less, I, I talked about Part 3 and Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 as being my two favorite movies in that series. Um, I'm going to touch on another series today that fits the Halloween bill perfectly, and that's the Evil Dead series. Um, And I'm not going to get into as much of the technical aspects of these movies, because especially with the first Evil Dead and the second one, there are, uh, there's, there's so much information out there on those two movies. There's so many documentaries and so many uh, audio commentaries and making ofs and retrospectives and everything out there about the first two movies that, that if you're really interested in the production of those two movies, um, and even the third one to a certain extent, um, then you can find it. I'm, I'm just going to be here to pimp these movies and talk about how much I love them and talk about my experience watching these movies time and time again, as I grew up, uh, through, through the years. And I'm also going to hit on the, the new reboot, as well, which I talked about that already over on Movie Freaks, the uh, the other show that I co-host. So I'm not going to spend as much time on the remake. So remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started with the first Evil Dead movie. And um, I'm going to just be mainly giving, uh, giving some insight on my first experience with each movie and how it affected me and where I was at at that point in my life. And, uh, cause these are very, very, very influential movies to me. And, uh, with my love of horror movies, especially the first two and mainly the first one. So evil dead part one, uh, this movie was made in, uh, I believe it was like, it was completed in like 1979, uh, early 1980. And as most of you will know, Bruce Campbell, uh, is the main star and he gets, the crap kicked out of him for the better part of an hour out of the movie's 85-minute runtime. Sam Raimi, it was, this was his first time directing. Um, Robert Tappert, uh, I mean, at this point, not much I can say about, about the production of it because you probably already know it. Um, but it was shot for, I, I want to say, between six hundred and eight hundred thousand dollars and um the the one thing that you've probably heard of already, but I'm gonna I'm gonna reiterate it here because I think it's so cool what what Raimi did is the uh, the POV shots through the woods of the demons was done with uh, this was shot on 60 millimeter was just taking a, a camera and attaching it to a board and then someone holds the board on either side uh, like two people hold the board and then they just run and and you know are moving the board and it works brilliantly it's 
one of my favorite shots of any horror movie because it's so effective, especially with the creepy sound effect of the demon. It's so cool. I love it. Um, The plot synopsis for the movie, a group of uh, college students, whatever, they go to this cabin in the remote wilderness. And once they're they make their way to the basement and there's the book of the dead, which they of course open up and there's a tape recorder there as well. And a big, a big skull dagger thing as well. And they start reciting the, uh, the stuff from the book and playing the tape. And all of a sudden, boom, you've got uh, demons running around the woods, killing them off. And, uh, What's so cool about Evil Dead is that they don't really show the demons until the very end. Uh, it's almost more like spirits that in that infect these people, and the the only way to kill to kill a demon in the in these movies is bodily, bodily dismemberment. So it's just just balls out gruesome. Uh, this movie, even with the low budget and even with the time that it was it was shot, and it still holds up as one of the gorier horror movies I've I've ever seen. But my first experience with this movie, I had seen it numerous times in uh, in like Kmart. Mainly at the time, it was Kmart. Uh, that was what the big store was back in back in my day when I was a young when I was a young kid. And it always intrigued me. This was like one of the only movies that I would see that didn't have any pictures from the actual movie on the back of the VHS box. Um, it was just text. It was just. A, a description of what the movie was, and the front had had uh, the the lady reaching her hand up into the air, and this hand reaching up out of the ground, grabbing her neck, and um, and it it makes a comment to uh, to you know Stephen King saying scariest movie something like that, and so I was always intrigued. I'm like, even back then, I I knew I. I, I sensed when there was a crappy movie versus a, a really good movie, but I, my my love of horror had already been cemented. I already I already was a big fan of horror movies. Uh, being years before that, even I had watched The Shining, and so that was what really got me into the horror movies. I kept on seeing this movie though, and uh, back then, uh, the only way to watch these things essentially was either on TV, which something like this would never be on TV, or to uh, to I think that rental rental stores were around, but you know I, I there was no way I could even sneak renting this thing. The only other option would be to buy the movie, and a lot of these stores, I mean, they, this was a, a low budget movie, and so a lot of times, especially over Halloween, they would have specials on this type of movie, like these VHS uh, movies, and the the prices would generally be about twenty bucks, give or take, and so Eugene started saving his money. And, um, what was difficult for me was I was, I was young, um, probably too young to be watching these movies, but regardless, uh, so I hatched a plan. I am going to buy this movie and I'm going to be wearing a coat and baggy pants and let's see if this works. And this is crazy, but it actually did work. So I go back to the uh, to the music section, and that's where the VHS tapes were for sale as well. In uh, I believe it was Kmart, and I bought Evil Dead, and they they put it in a in a paper bag, whatever. And so now the whole thing is I'm with my parents. So how do I get it out of the store without them knowing? So 
into the coat pocket it goes. Well, I had paid for it, so it belongs to me, but my biggest concern was getting out of the store without someone, another employee thinking that I'm stealing it. Well, lucky for me, that never happened. I put it in the coat, um, and no problems. Out the door I went. In fact, uh, it worked so well, I did it many, many, many times after that. Silent Night, Deadly Night, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Parts 1 and 2. Uh, I believe Friday the 13th Part... I know Friday the 13th Part 6 and 7. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Several of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. Uh, and there was other ones, too. But um, it worked. Just... Um, it was an expensive hobby back then, and it's still an expensive hobby. I love collecting movies, but so I get the movie home, and um, and we had a VHS player, obviously, but uh, I had to sneak out of my room and sneak out and watch this movie, and they couldn't hear that I'm watching this movie. So out I go, out of the room, and this late, late, late at night. And it, it took me for, I remember it took me forever getting from my bedroom to the living room because I was creeping with this VHS tape in hand. So I finally get out there and I pop it in and it was pretty much on mute. Uh, I could just hear faint voices. I could just make out what's going on uh, because, and I had a little bar stool that I took from the kitchen and I put it right in front of our old TV. And back then, the TVs were the big, you know, the big tube TVs, and this thing was, I'm, I'm not sure what it was, maybe a 30-inch TV, if that. Um, but, you know, there, I was as close to the TV as humanly possible, and then, you know, the volume was on, like, one. And I was scared to death with this movie. Uh, low budget, and I had never seen anything like this, because The Shining is not like this. Um, even other horror movies are not like this. This has that gritty, grindhouse, low-budget feel to it that ugh, it gets under your skin. And as things continue to escalate in the movie um, and they start getting possessed and then the axes come out and chainsaw, and it's just, it's nuts. And um, I, I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I have never seen anything like this. This is the coolest thing ever. And already in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, how do I go about watching this again tomorrow? Uh, and rest assured, I did watch it the next day again. Uh, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, I took it to a friend's house and we watched it over there. So cheers to me. I, I was able to watch it twice. And this is when I was living in Walnut Creek. Uh, I had a friend up the street. And um, so I snuck up to his place and we watched it down in his basement. And then I was able to hear it a little bit better. But... Uh, but regardless, it was still the, kind of the same situation as we just had to make sure it was fairly quiet. Um, but anyway, so the, the movie itself, you've probably seen the movie. Um, if you haven't, seriously, you need to do yourself a favor and watch it immediately. It's so good. Um, it's, it's got a couple darkly comedic moments in it, but it's nothing like the, the next two. It's more played as straight horror. Um, but once things start to get crazy, they get like major crazy. And then the end uh, with the stop motion is just amazing. And it's still a great effect. And in fact, it makes me wonder why more low-budget horror movies or even big-budget horror movies, why they don't do it more. I know it looks fake, but I would take stop-motion claymation type stuff over silly, stupid-looking fake CGI any day. And maybe it's just a lot more difficult to do stop motion stuff. I don't know, but it looks so cool. I love the stop motion 
in this movie. It works so, so well. Um, and it's just, man, it's gross. Um, it, it's still so disgusting how this movie ends and how much blood gets dumped on Bruce Campbell. Um, but it, if you know Sam Raimi, if you know his, his body of work, um, he is big on comedy and more like Three Stooges type humor. And this one already starts to have a little bit of that with just the insane feel of the whole movie. It's just crazy. Uh, way more so in parts two and three. They get a lot more out there with the Three Stooges type wacky humor. Um, but for what it's worth, The First Evil Dead is one of the best horror movies I've ever seen. Uh, it's one of my go-to movies I watch once a year. It still creeps me out. It's still, I consider, well done, even though it's glaringly obvious the low budget that they had, and there's just a lot of things that, continuity errors, because this thing was shot over, I mean, it took a long time to shoot this thing, and they shot in different locations just to get their coverage of all the shots. Um, I, if I remember correctly, people's even people's hair changed just because different times are being filmed. I highly urge you to listen to the audio commentary, though I've got the Blu-ray here, um, the, uh, Bruce Campbell is a blast to listen to, uh, and especially on, on the evil dead. He is, he, he's got so many great stories of things on the set and he's, he's so funny that it's, it's almost as good as watching the movie itself. So give it a listen to give the movie a watch. If you haven't seen it in a long time, watch it again. It's a great movie, especially over Halloween. So moving on to. Uh, Evil Dead Part 2. Now, Evil Dead 1, uh, before I saw Evil Dead 2, I had watched Evil Dead, the first Evil Dead, uh, numerous times on VHS until I lent the movie out to my friend Jeff Stutzman in high school, and then I never saw it again. And I, I still hold him responsible, and he never paid me back for that thing. But, yeah, he basically, he stole my Evil Dead DVD, or my Evil Dead VHS. Um, since then, of course, I've I've had the movie on numerous Numerous releases on VHS, DVD. Now I've got the Blu-ray. I've got uh, actually two copies on Blu-ray. One is the U.S. release and one is the U.K. Steelbook. Um, so Evil Dead Part 2. Okay, so first time I watched Evil Dead 2 was uh, at a friend's house that I was I was over there overnight uh, when I was in, uh, I, believe it, I believe it was junior high, uh, but we went to the video store and his mom didn't care that we watched horror movies, so we got stacks of horror movies. We actually drove all the way to Dover. His mom took us to Dover and we got stacks of horror movies. And one of them was Evil Dead Part 2. Um, yay for me. Uh, and there's a bunch of other movies that we that we got. One of them was uh, uh, William Malone's Creature, which is an alien ripoff. Uh, grossly underseen and it's a gem in the rough. And I still, because of, because of that overnight stay, man, I... I fell in love with the movie Creature, uh, and I'm going to touch on that movie at a later on a later podcast because that really is a gem in the rough that needs to be rediscovered. Uh, but Evil Dead Part Two, first off, the cover is brilliant. Uh, you've got the creepy skull and the human eyes that are that are looking over at you, and just looking at that, you're thinking, okay, this is going to be balls out horror, and it is. But it's also because there's so much comedy in the movie. Um, the cover almost takes a turn for the comical. It starts to be, it's like, oh, okay, that's, that's actually kind of funny now. Um, but whereas before it was 
that's creepy. Um, but Evil Dead 2 is essentially a bigger budget version of Evil Dead 1 with uh, Sam Raimi doing a lot more wacky humor in it and a lot more, uh, a lot more effects. Uh, this one here, uh, we get into the uh, creation of... Um, I think uh, Greg Nicotero is the uh, special effects uh, makeup artist in this thing. I'm almost positive. I'm looking at... Yeah, uh, Greg Nicotero... Uh, Robert Kurtzman, uh, Howard Berger. So this is where, I mean, they, they really were getting started with their effects company. Um, so, and now they're, they're one of the biggest effects companies I'm, I'm guessing in the world. I mean, that's, they're the go-to, they're the go-to guys. I mean, they're doing walking dead. Um, trust me, if you watch movies at all, you've seen their work. Uh, they do. And that's not just horror movies. They do all sorts of different movies. Um, but the work that they do is fantastic. And even for a movie that was made back in, this was 87, the effects are fantastic. Um, doing a little bit more of the stop motion again, although it's not quite as crazy as it was in the first one, but, um, it's just very, very elaborate effects and comedic effects. Uh, the first one had the, sometimes when, uh, when one of our unlucky college kids would get hacked to bits. The blood would be white. Um, and it looked like milk here. It's blue, um, black. It's just there. It's they're just throwing the kitchen sink at, at the crowd here. And I love it. Um, there's a great effect with Sam Raimi sawing his hand off his possessed hand with a chainsaw. Brilliant. And then the hand takes on a life of its own after it's detached from him. It was already beating the crap out of him attached to his arm when he lobs it off then it takes off and there's a little game of cat and mouse to where he's trying to shoot his hand with a shotgun and it's it's awesome and hilarious um but same situation because it's essentially a remake of the first one uh this time bruce campbell and his girlfriend head to ash is his name uh they head to the, the same cabin and in a very very quick speedy uh, speedy way, it's they get to the cabin and they find the book and the tape recorder, they play it, and demons un, unleashed, and she gets possessed, he kills her, but it happens very, very quickly to move the story along because then we've got um, a couple more people that show up with uh, their hillbilly travel companions and they're trying to find, the, the girl's trying to find her, her father, I believe, and he was the one that discovered the Necronomicon and blah, 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 and You've probably seen the movie, so I don't want to spend too much time on the plot. But regardless, it's all about getting a group of people into the house so that the demons can come and possess them and wacky hijinks ensue. Um, I remember the before I ever watched uh, Evil Dead 2, it, this actually played in theaters. Before I watched it, I remember watching Siskel and Ebert. Uh, on t- they, I, Whenever I was able to catch them on TV, I'd, I'd watch their show. And one episode, um, they reviewed Evil Dead Part 2. And I'm like... What? Evil Dead Part 2? Um, and and I believe it was Roger Ebert gave it a thumbs up, which, what? He's the guy, I mean, they hate horror movies. Um, but he gave it a thumbs up, and I remember the clips that they showed, I'm like, oh, wow, that looks so cool. Um, they showed where there's the, the camera's going through the cabin, um, and they're all like, it's making weird noises. 
you know, like horses galloping and, and, and like everybody's looking in the direction of, that the noise is coming from and then they look over this way and then this way and then you hear boards creaking and it's so cool. Um, I loved that scene. Um, but uh, this one here was released unrated and, um, you know, and now, yeah, it's gory, but it's not, you know, the, the Re- Evil Dead remake was so insanely gory um, how that got an R rating is beyond me, but that that was more gory than most movies I saw back in the late seventies, early eighties, uh, from that were made back then. That you know were, are now you know unrated for the first time or unrated, you know, had, were hacked to bits back then, but then found the all of the uh, unrated footage. Um, movies back then, man, they weren't they weren't able to get away with what they are now because now, man, you're able to get away with uh, a lot of stuff. So anyway. Um, but Evil Dead Part Two, the first time I watched that was, like I said, at my friend's house, and I, I, I couldn't believe it. It was so good, and I, I remember wanting to watch it the very next day again. And we watched it late at night, and I'm like, "Can we watch Evil Dead Two again?" And you know, obviously, I, I, it's not just me in the house. There's a couple other friends there, and so we, we weren't able to. Uh, but regardless, I eventually got that on VHS and watched it and watched it and watched it time and time and time again. Um, it was one of my growing up through high school, one of my late night, um, I had a TV and VCR in my room and it's like, that was kind of one of my go-to, uh, one of my go-to VHS movies to watch is, is the evil dead part two. Um, I, in fact, it's, I seem to, when I pop it in, it's like, I, I know half of the lines from that movie. The end is crazy. I love that it ends on a almost non-horror note, but more of an action-adventure note, which will take me into Army of Darkness. Um, uh, but it ends on... Um, there's going to be a spoiler here. Uh, the character Ash, he goes back in time because there's a time warp, and the the Book of the Dead gets sucked in, including him and his trusty car that is in all of Sam Raimi's movies. And uh, um, back we go. So... Um, so he goes back to uh, the med- medieval times, and uh, it's great. Uh, he's got a shotgun and a chainsaw attached to his hand, uh, and he's fighting off a demon back in medieval times. And then it ends, and it's great, and he's stuck in the medieval times. So thus ends Evil Dead Part 2. There's a lot more to Evil Dead Part 2 that I could get into, but again, um, you've probably watched it if you haven't watched it. Get on it. It's a, a bigger budget version of the first one with more comedy. And it's fantastic. Fantastic. The 25th anniversary edition Blu-ray has a ton of special features as well as a remastered version of the movie that looks spectacular. I cannot recommend this enough. It is so, 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 so good. Um, Army of Darkness is the third and last of the Evil Dead movies from director Sam Raimi until the reboot happened. This came out in 1993. I remember seeing this in the theaters uh, when it came out, and I believe that I watched it. Uh, it was either right after I graduated high school or right around that time uh, this came out. And I remember thinking, I can't believe I'm watching Evil Dead Part 3 in the theaters. Now, of course, this movie is not referred to as Evil Dead 3. It's it's called Army of Darkness. Um, and I remember watching it. I watched it in uh, Dover, Ohio at this uh, theater in the mall, 
And I, I remember being underwhelmed by it because I was thinking, okay, well, the first one was extremely gory and the second one was really gory and funny. So this is going to be even better than those two. And, um, and it wasn't. It was way, way, way more comedy and way, way, way less almost non-existent horror. He went the total slapstick comedy route in this. However, upon rewatching the movie numerous times through the years, I've grown to love the movie. Uh, warts and all. It's not perfect by any means. I think the first two are definitely better. But this one here is quite funny. In fact, I would say this one here is is way funnier than the second one. And the humor gets better and better the more you watch it because then you start to know the lines. And Bruce Campbell is... Now he's a real, like... He's a real tough dude in this one. And he's got great one-liners in this. The theatrical version of this movie was only an hour and 21 minutes long. And, um... Subsequent releases on to VHS and DVD, and I think Blu-ray uh, overseas has the uh, uncut version, but there is there is a much longer version than the theatrical version. And that used to be the version that I would go to to watch. And I always thought, like, I, I never liked it that terribly, terribly much, but I'm like, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's Army of Darkness. It's not as good as Evil Dead 1 and 2. Well, not long ago, I actually finally bought the Blu-ray release of Army of Darkness, and I watched the theatrical cut for the very first time since I watched it in the theaters back in 1993. And i got to tell you, I thought that this was way better than the extended version. It's way faster, and the jokes are way quicker, uh, and there's just not as much, as, as much dead space and stuff that doesn't need to be in the movie. Uh, it definitely helps the movie to be in its edited form. However, I do think that uh, that the unrated edition has has its merits. It has some good has some good stuff in it. There is some extended fight stuff. Um, this movie is not gory, so anybody expecting tons of bloodshed, you're, there is not not a whole lot of difference between the R-rated theatrical as well as the unrated. There, there, it's mainly character beats, a different downbeat ending, which I much, much prefer the ending of the theatrical version. Um, But I urge you to watch both of them because they're both very interesting. They're both fun movies to watch. Um, uh, They got the same same guys doing special effects, and so the special effects are really good, if a bit dated, uh, especially in this one here, mainly because it wasn't as gore-soaked. There wasn't much gore in it, and they were relying more on action type special effects and people dressed up in, as skeletons or whatever, or, you know, creatures. And it just, it didn't quite work as good as evil dead two did. Um, I think that it would have been, it, it would have been to this movie's credit if it would have been a lot more gruesome. And I'm just, I'm surprised that they didn't go that route, but um, they went much more the comedy route. Um, but I thought it was fantastic. Um, I hesitate to say fantastic. It it holds a soft spot in my heart. I really, really like it. Not as good as the first two, but it is a good wrap-up of uh, the, the trilogy here. And oh, and this one here, uh, Bruce Campbell is stuck back in, back in the medieval times, and he's trying to get his way back to modern times. And it's, again, it's almost like they took the second one and they tried to remake that. They put a little bit of the what happens up until he gets to the 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 part where he's uh, in the med- medieval times, but then most of the movie is played in that time. And it, it is good. It's funny um, and highly, highly watchable, highly rewatchable, especially the theatrical version. So uh, 
but I've watched it numerous times and I enjoy I enjoy all three of them. They would make a great triple feature, although be prepared for three drastically different movies, especially if you're a huge horror fan and you love Evil Dead 1 and you're like, yeah, boy, Evil Dead 2 was really, really good, not quite as hardcore as the first one. And then you end on Army of Darkness, you're going to be probably disappointed just because of how much of a change it actually is. Um, I'm starting to run out of time here. I'd like to touch on uh, the Evil Dead uh, reboot that came out. I'm not sure if you actually call it a reboot or a, or a remake or whatever, but it's, let me just say, it's fantastic. Uh, it's probably, other than Cabin in the Woods, it's probably my favorite horror movie of the last five years that's come out. Um, I, I, I've watched it since its theatrical release. I think I've watched it five times now and it's only been out for not even two years, but I, I love the reboot. It is so crazy gory and, um, it's just, it's what made me love the first evil dead. There's only a few things that I would have changed, but otherwise that to me is horror movie perfection. And if someone is looking for a balls out true newer release horror movie, check out The Evil Dead. Uh, Because if that thing doesn't make you flinch, nothing will. How that got an R rating is just, it's beyond me. Um, I actually discussed uh, The Evil Dead remake here. I'm going to call it back. I'm going to go back and forth. I'm going to call it reboot, remake, whatever. It doesn't matter. But I actually talked about it a little bit more on uh, The Movie Freaks show over uh, on YouTube. So And check us out over there, please. Um, so I, I touched on it a little bit more, so I'm not going to hit on it as much here. I might, at a later time, I might come back and talk about that movie because I could probably spend most of an episode talking about my complete and utter love for that movie. It's so, so good. Um, I can only imagine what the unrated version would be, which, thank you, Sony, for deciding to not release that, at least thus far. Uh, pathetic, but I'm happy with the unrated version. I've got the steel book of it. It's fantastic. Buy it immediately. So, anyway... Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, watch The Evil Dead. Uh, they're great movies, all three of them. And um, that's going to do it for me today. You can get a hold of me at eugene-weaver at hotmail.com. Make sure that you listen to my sister show, uh, Movie Freaks, Movie Freaks Podcast. Just do a search over on YouTube. And uh, make sure you check out our, uh, our other friends over at uh, Cinema Sidekicks. They were doing their own show uh, talking about movies. Uh, Always a good time. So that's going to do it for me today. Again, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time.